Hello, hey, you, listening to us. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk Common Sense with me, Mike Omni. It's a pleasure to have you back. We cherish you so much, so much. And I know you've, you, 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 you know, you know what I've been getting? People are telling me we need more episodes, all right? There's too much madness happening in the week to only have to wait till Monday to, to make sense of the week. Anyways, we're back. Uh, Let's Talk Common Sense is a podcast where we help you make sense of the week. I'm talking politics, current affairs, um, and meeting really interesting people. And today is no different. I've got a special guest who I get to meet very, very soon. Now, of course, this podcast is brought to you by the Common Sense Network, which is a news network uh, that creates online and offline spaces for people who disagree to come together. Now, quick announcement. This week, we've got a show coming out, which will actually see opposites coming together. We've got a Christian guy and an atheist coming together to grab coffee. (laughs) And they get to have a discussion, and we get to find out if they agree with each other, learn from each other or not. So yeah, look out for that. Go on uh, TCS Network and subscribe to our YouTube channel to see that when it comes out. Now, this week, of course, has been a whirlwind so many updates uh first just yesterday on instagram no less it's really odd i think that people these days millennials those avocado loving uh uh climate change i don't know what to call them but anyways these people make announcements on instagram the prince or the sussex royals as they are made an announcement on instagram yesterday we saw prince harry reveal that he has great sadness um, at the outcome of royal discussions um and he talks about his future with megan and archie and living in canada and this is the first public appearance we've seen from him official public appearance because he was out there uh speaking at a dinner celebrating his uh charity uh this is the first uh, appearance and, and he gives this really moving speech now i have to do one thing i've got to eat some humble pie because last week if you go on tcs network you can read an article i put out where i basically said you know i don't really have a side or a tribe i kind of just explain what's going on and i said that these uh, uh royals couldn't have their cake and eat it yeah you cannot be a royal uh, and not a royal. That, that just, just doesn't work, right? You have to pick one. Oh, I nearly dropped my tea. You have to pick one. I'm so animated, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> you have to pick one. And, and, guess what? They've picked one. They are leaving the royal family. In his speech, uh, uh, Harry spoke about how they would move to uh, 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 Canada and they would repay the, the money used to renovate Frontmore, uh, is it Frontmore Cottage, which, they, which the, the, the public paid about £2.4 million to renovate. And this was really good. And I felt really, really sad for him. Here is a man who loves his wife, loves his family, and, and, and is, is making a decision to protect his family beautiful so 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 you can i'm not gonna play the speech because it's like 12 minute long so you can go on instagram igtv <laughs> you can go on igtv and you can watch the uh you can watch the the story there another top news <laughs> whether this is top or sad news i don't know but ed davey who was the interim leader after joe swinson lost her seat you remember the leader of the lib dems did not get her seat back he says jeremy corbyn is to blame for lib dem's poor performance in the last general election now if you know me i'm no jeremy corbyn fan at all um but blaming him 
for your party's demise I'm not sure. Uh, I have a couple of people you can blame. One is Joe Swinson's weird personality cult, which they tried to launch in the last election. Uh, two is, as we know, Nick Clegg's historic break in the promises to every single young person ever. <laughs> and and three is, well, the Liberal Democrats don't really represent anything anymore. And there was a time where you know you had Blair and you had sorry you had Corp, uh, uh, Brown and you had uh, and you had uh, David Cameron and, and there was this kind of knight in silver shiny suit called Nick Clegg who we all looked to, but that's done now. Everyone's in the center of politics, so there's there's really no place for the Lib Dems. So sorry, Ed Davey, I don't think Jeremy Corbyn's to blame. He's to blame for a lot of things, including my high blood pressure. But he's not to blame for the the essentially. <laughs> Extin uh, extinction of the Liberal Democrats. Now, the top story I want us to discuss today is one that happened in Manchester. Now, we are based in Manchester, um, so we thought, you know, why, why don't we actually tackle this story head on and speak to something I've been watching in the news, but I've actually never, you know, really confronted. Now, here's the story. Reynard or Reynard Sing Singra, I think his name is, right? Now you may, you may, it might ring a bell because this man is the UK's most prolific rapist, right? He was sentenced just a couple of months, uh, uh, days ago, just earlier this month, to 30 years in jail. And in fact, government lawyers are trying to appeal that because they think it's not long enough. This man is alleged, and I think has been convicted, to have raped over 48 men. Essentially, he would drag them, take them back to his apartment in Manchester city centre, and he would film himself sexually violating them. Now, this is something that's always shocked me. Why would you film your crimes? Now, I'm not suggesting you don't film your crimes. Uh, if you're doing it, film your crimes and give it to the police so we know what you're doing. But it's so weird. Why would you do this? But also, here's a really depraved man who's done this for many, many years. He went to Manchester University. He got a master's degree. I got a master's from Manchester University. Now, he wasn't in my class, just to be clear. And he was also studying a PhD. He was 36 years old. So I thought, why don't we bring in a student from Manchester University so we can find out a bit about, well, how does this story make you feel? What does this mean? It's been a while since I've been in Manchester University. So I thought, well, let's bring someone in. So we've got a special guest, Anna Ruth. Hi. Hey, Anna, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just a bit, you know. <laughs> bothered but but but, I'm, but I'm, I'm really interested in asking before we find out a bit about you how does this make you feel this this story about what's happening or what's happened on manchester some of these streets that he raped these people you probably walked down these yeah streets. i have i mean I, how do you feel it makes me feel really 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 sick like really sick any story that where people are sexually violated or sexually abused i feel sick to my stomach like i can't bring myself to like read the whole article or yeah. watch any full video regarding it because it makes me feel horrible. Um, but it's shocking. It's really, really shocking that no one knew that this was going on. I think I read somewhere that he like texted his friends um, videos or like, well, the, not the videos, but he texted his friends his exploits of all the things that he was doing. Um, 
as if it was a normal thing and his friends thought it was normal as well yeah i mean i, I read it it was in the itv report that he would kind of every time he met someone and and he would rape men by the way these are 46 men or 48 men Jeez. and he, he he would uh text and and he would kind of go for straight men um how he knew they were straight i don't know but essentially yeah. he would go for straight men and he would text his friends after um saying like oh i got one tonight and they would kind of laugh about yeah, it so yeah it's it's just ridiculous i i i just yeah i just thought you know is is the university doing anything about this? I mean, how do you feel on campus? Because I've often heard people speak about a oh, rape culture. Yeah. There's a rape culture in 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 uh, in, uh, in 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 uh, universities, and and men don't know how to behave, and mm. they're really kind of laddish and mm. whatever. Do you see that in Manchester? Um, not really, because I mean, the type of people that I hang out with, right. there's not. Church that girls, type. you're you're with yeah, church I'm a girls. church goer. <laughs> there's not, there's not like the people that I hang out with. They don't really go to clubs or like they don't really participate in like one night stands. Basically, I well, don't know. Like you know not, of. well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, no. Most of, yeah, I don't hang around with people just with that type of vibe. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I've never made sense. But yeah, so I'm not really too sure if there is a rape culture in um, Manchester University or MMU. Um, if what I understand from rape, rape culture is not that much, if I'm being honest. Like I, from what I know is stuff that happens in universities in America, yeah. mostly, where like girls never really want to come forward or even young men or men want to come forward and say, and say what happens to them because yeah. usually there's no punishment um, for the people that I don't know, like sexually violated them, so that's that's all I know yeah. just about rape culture is that nothing's really done about it. Yeah, I mean it, you're right, and and I guess one of the issues also is coming forward. Uh, I mean, a lot of these men, for instance, when they were when they were told that you because a lot of them would be drugged, so they would mm -hmm. fall into a deep sleep. He would rape them. They would wake up, and then they would just walk home pretty much because yeah. they didn't know they were being raped. No. Um, and when the police uh, spoke to them and said, yeah, you, "You may have been gu uh, um, guilty. You may have been um, a victim of rape." Some of them were like, well, "What do you mean? Like, this, I don't mm -hmm. remember any of this happening." And and it's it's uh, you know I remember watching one of the uh, victims speak on on the news, and he said he felt such shame. Wow. And obviously, I mean, he didn't do anything, but there's there's a very shaming element to kind of. Uh, admitting you're a victim of sexual violation yeah. um, and I can see why students then might may not come forward but you know, the, the, you know rape culture is it's 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 there's so much to say about it but as you said it is it seems to be a, an American kind of thing mm -hmm. um, but, but I'm not denying it happens in the UK but it's just not something we hear about um, as, as much but you know I just thought it'd be cool to, to bring a student on um, because uh, you know a, a large member of our viewership are students um, and just talk to you about kind of you know student stuff okay this is my fine. attempt to be uh, relevant right? oh my gosh so i'm currently doing the nay nay folks or the gun the nay nay is that that oh mike that was years ago that was years ago <laughs> no it's, now it's it's now the whoa you don't remember the, the, oh, you don't remember oh. <laughs> the whoa you, i just did it yeah well done can you do a whoa i can do a whoa Come but um, it's pretty early for the whoa right now that's <laughs> too early for a whoa i've got my tea i'm pretty relaxed <laughs> Right, so a couple of questions then. First and foremost, so so what do you study? What do you do? Who are you? Okay. Much? What's your story? My story? What's well... The, what's the, <laughs> here in Manchester, they say, what's the crack? 
they don't say that. <laughs> day two. Someone said to me, like, I thought they were swearing at me. No. I they, was ready to fight. And they're they like, say no, that I mean, in how you Ireland, doing? I swear. I've never heard anyone say I that heard, here. This was a couple of weeks ago. Someone said, what's the crack? And I was, I, I That's an Irish accent, Mike. No, it's not. This is a, Man- it's a Mancunian accent. I've never heard any Mancunian I really Mancunian show myself that. to be a small-minded Londoner. Wow. But yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, well, Hi. My name is Anna Ruth. I am 22 years old. Um, I go to um, University of Manchester, not University of Manchester. You know what? I go to MME. I just didn't want to put my uni, but it's okay. You'll find me there. Um, I go to MME, which is Manchester Metropolitan University, and I study Spanish studies. I have been um, for the past three years. Um, no way. So yeah. you're a Spanish speaker. Oh, God. <coughs> I, I should be, yeah. You know, you know what's coming next. You're not going to ask me. I am going to ask you. To I don't think Spanish. you should, Mike. You should speak to our Spanish listeners. We have this probably a guy oh, wow. in Spain right now who's going, finally, finally, they're paying attention <laughs> oh, <laughs> to me. So what would you say to a Spanish listener? Let's imagine he's not, well, give, me, give me like a, a, a traditional Spanish Okay, name. well, to the Spanish listener out there, I'll say lo siento because I can't speak Spanish isn't as that, well as I should. a place in Tenerife? Lo siento is, oh my days, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to stop. He needs to stop. I, I remember driving past that place driving last year where? in Tenerife. Tenerife is not even in, in Spain. It isn't, but Los Santos is. Los Santos. I'm saying Lo siento, Lo siento, right. which means um, I'm sorry. But what I will say is, um, pues, yo puedo entender español más que yo puedo, yo puedo hablar en español. Oh my gosh, that actually sounds Spanish. Because it's an applause line. <laughs> and what, applause once our production value goes up, we're going to add, you add sound effects. That's so cool. Yeah. So you're actually a fully Spanish. So you, you do literally pure Spanish studies. Yeah. So basically, it's like, you know, like American studies. Yeah. So you'll study the history of America, the politics, um, the culture behind it, and stuff like that. Um, and it's the same for Spanish, but a language is added on. They do expect you, obviously, to come into the course knowing Spanish and having a a certain level of understanding of yeah. it um but yeah like that's what i do i just study the culture sometimes the politics of spain the history behind spain as well as um keeping my understanding and knowledge of the language up yeah um and most of the time the lectures are in spanish for like a whole two hours oh, so gosh so if you can't speak spanish this, no. this was really weird because this happened to me so i did french gcse i did really well i don't know um well and, and i remember i remember when i first walked into french in year seven and the teacher was speaking french yeah i was so confused and i thought it was like a gimmick oh, she, she kept it going for the whole year <laughs> <laughs> and, I kept, and i'm like I, I didn't want to be the guy to put my hand up. Be like, can I go, Miss? No one knows what you're saying. <laughs> like, it's like I don't know how to say it. It's like, like, what are you saying? Like, what? You know? But it was good because I think she was trying to give you that immersive yeah, experience where definitely. you feel like you're actually in. Yeah, and they France, Spanish speakers, you know, they're yeah. really, really fast. Like oh, they yeah, speak yeah. so fast. So rapido, rapido. For a while. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Got a few tricks uh, up my sleeve. <laughs> didn't know that about you mike sorry jack of all trades but that's really cool but but you know another thing is obviously you are actually our ideal audience uh, uh kind of member because you've come to university <clears throat> and 
and it'll, it'll be interesting to see what you think about this actually because okay. I think university is sold as this place you go to where you get a chance to meet all sorts of different types of people mm-hmm. you get to learn different things you know really kind of you know interact with lots of different ideas mm-hmm. and basically kind of form you're in your political kind of formative years where you're learning about what right wing is what left wing is what you should vote for you know what yeah. you care about is it environmentalism is it is it you know avocados or whatever it is right <laughs> what? you'll get into the side now so 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 you've been in uni for how long? Two years? Three years? Three years now. Three years. So, so to what degree would you say since you've been here, you've really explored and and interacted with lots of different types of people and you know, you know left wing people, right wing people. To what degree is your is your friendship group really a mixture of lots of thoughts and ideas and stuff like that? Um, yeah, my friendship group is very mixed, just in regards to like um, what's well, left wing, right wing. I'm not really too sure what that means because I don't really have that much knowledge in it's a plane. politics. So when you have a plane, you've got the... Uh, yeah, that's funny, Mike. <laughs> that's very funny. Planes I, need a left wing and a right wing or they tilt. I'm joking, Karen. Great. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> it's, it's not that. I don't know. That. I don't know. Like, really, I... Well, okay. What do you... You mean, like, left wing, right wing? You mean, like, um, in regards to politics, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What What part is conservative... So conservatives will typically be right wing. Okay, and then left wing would be like the Labour's and the Lib Dems. Labor, yeah, Labour okay. parties. Well, Lib Dems would be more centre. Okay, I have a I have a group of guys of friends who yeah. are like a bunch of conservatives, <laughs> and like are they closet conservatives? Hmm. Yeah, and no. Like they'll 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 chat and be very very loud about their opinions and what they agree with and disagree with, um, but then they won't call themselves fully conservative because yeah. I don't I guess they don't want enemies. But um, <laughs> I don't know. They're, most of them seem to be Chelsea supporters. They all like the color blue. <laughs> I was gonna like, say, is it a color thing? Are they just I don't know. Really love like they just love blue and they don't just know. don't know. But like I I myself like whenever like the group of friends sorry that i keep saying like i'm very aware no, of this please be yourself. Um, <laughs> but the group of friends that i have whenever we talk about politics or the conversation comes up i do kind of move myself away from like my mind i don't i don't engage with yeah. it because i don't really understand and i guess that's not typically good but like i there there was a time where i did try and understand i did try and go on like bbc news and read about brexit and try and understand like what labor and conservative this that and the other is but i just i seriously couldn't wrap my mind around it like at all so normally when people speak about their opinions in regards to those things i don't join in or i don't give my opinion because i don't think it's it's set on actual like well i don't know it's it does there's no information that kind of backs what yeah. type of opinion i should have or could have well this is the thing so i'm i'm just really interesting you should say that because i you know during the election we were covering the election i, I was on i was on bbc in bbc leeds uh-huh. um and you know in the green room as it were we i was having a chat with one of the guests also coming on and he was saying um you know people who voted for brexit uh, didn't know what they were voting for, essentially parroting that line. And then he said, um, and I, then I, you know, I thought I would kind of, you know, give him a moment. So I kind of engaged with him and I said, okay, well, what, what do you mean by that? And he was like, a lot of them didn't do their research. They mm. just put the thing out there. And I said, what do you mean they didn't do their research? Are you, are you assuming that if they did their research, they would have voted remain? 
Because that's a false assumption. Right. Because you're basically saying if you th- if they thought hard enough, they would agree with me. Yeah. I'm thinking that's, that's odd. Right. So then I asked him. I said, "Well, how much do you know about the EU?" And he said, "Oh yeah, I read articles." And I said, "Okay, well, tell me tell me something that you hate about the EU." And he was like, "Uh, they make all our laws." Yeah. Now, 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 I I worked within the EU for 18 months as a UK young ambassador to the European Union. So this was a great moment for me to kind of correct him. So yeah. I said, "Well, that's wrong." And he was like, what do you mean? I said, well, they don't make, uh, they don't make all our laws. I, I explained the, the percentage um, of laws that you could, or directives you could, I guess, possibly argue comes from the EU. Mm-hmm. But in terms of them making our law and superseding them, and then very quickly, the smile went off his face and he was like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> kind of, and I thought, I don't like this. Okay. I don't like this about political discourse where we think if people think or if people think hard enough, they've got to agree with us. Mm-hmm. And when we think everyone who disagrees with us, either it's stupid, ill-educated, or like a bad person. So right. no, no, we can have the same amount of information and disagree. Yeah. And we can still be friends. Very like true. your friendship group where you got all these kind of loot, like crazy conservatives. <laughs> and you, know, you guys probably still have a drink together. You, you don't think they're bad people. No, definitely not. They just have a different politics to you. Yeah. Perhaps, you know? Yeah. Now, did would you say you did you vote in the last election? I did. Super. I did. Um, How did that go? I it's crazy. It's like I don't want to be those type of people. I don't want to be those type of people that um, vote and don't know anything. Like I would. I would rather. I would rather sit down, just like you were basically talking about and research and read, have like all these different articles to kind of understand what Labour supports and what they would bring into the government as well as the Conservatives. Um, but I just, I didn't do that. Not that I didn't have the time. I definitely had the time. I just, I just didn't do it. <laughs> but but do, you, do you think you, because this is what I'm trying to get at with that previous example is, I don't think we can blame people for what they, like how they come to their decisions. But So, so, so for instance, put it this way. I have a friend who voted for Jeremy Corbyn mm-hmm. based on who he thinks he trusts more. Okay. So, so, okay. so, Bill, uh, Bill Clinton. Which is understandable. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, for yeah. instance, Boris Johnson has a long history of saying things and not doing them. Exactly. Jeremy Corbyn has a long history of saying things and doing them. Exactly. Especially, like, for a long career. We're talking 30 years mm-hmm. worth of receipts, mm-hmm. right? Now, who's to say I'm wrong for choosing who to support Based on trust. Why does it have to be an academic thing where I rum I rummage through tons of articles and then I then I ascertain the who's I'm gonna vote for? Because they, they may not even carry out what they said. So at some stage you 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 we have to be okay voting on integrity or trust or or my mum would say, like a feeling. My mum my mum when she when she saw Prince uh, Kate Middleton, mm-hmm. she was like, I don't like her. Oh, and I was like, mum. <laughs> she's like, I just don't like her. Whereas when, no, with, with Prince Harry, she, she's never met him, mm-hmm. but she's like, I like him. There's just something about him. He just, there's, she had a feeling. She had a feeling. And we can't say, oh, well, uh, she hasn't read enough articles to make that decision. It's like, no, well, we can vote on feelings. Why, why can't we vote on feelings? Isn't the whole point of having the vote that we get to choose how we vote and people don't tell us what we should vote for and how we should vote? I get that, but I just feel like there should be a good enough balance between feelings and maybe academics as well, because you can't base everything on feelings. Some things generally just have a fact. So like, if I don't go to university, mm-hmm. I don't have any college degrees or I don't have any GCSEs, right. I shouldn't vote? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you should educate yourself. Mm. You should read up, which is, 
um hypocritical because (laughs) 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 because i didn't do that but um i really did what i did the, the reason as to why i voted is because i thought it was important there were loads of students that obviously were around me just as I'm a student and they had um, their opinions and what they wanted for themselves in uni, what they could get from in uni. One of those things was um, that they didn't have to pay for, what's it called? You know, the grant stuff. Tuition fees? That's it. That's it. They wanted those things to, I think, reduce. And I thought that was a cool thing. So I was like, okay, I want to support my friends. The ones I like. (laughs) Um, so let me go and vote for who they want because yeah. even though yeah I was I, I was lazy for myself to read up on things that I possibly should have um but yeah just like I was saying I think there should be a balance between fact um fact and feeling you shouldn't base everything on feeling I'm not saying it's wrong but um you should have a good, a good I balance. agree with you I think we can agree there like you're you're absolutely right you want to get a mixture of both I just don't like the the narrative that you know, to, to 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 for your vote to be legitimate, and that's even a, mm-hmm. a, a stupid thing in and of itself. Uh, it has to be made in this particular way, and if and if you didn't arrive at your decisions in this particular way, then your vote isn't legitimate. I, I hate yeah, that, that thing. It's a very elitist kind of mind frame, but also it's it's actually disingenuous because what they're really saying is just agree with me. Yeah, like it, 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 it's not people who are objective going. Everyone should uh, reach reasoned decisions. It's folks who think everyone who voted against them just didn't work hard enough mm. and and if everyone thought hard enough they would ult- ultimately end up with you know with them uh, as it were and i don't like that at all but anyways uh, n- enough about that my, my 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 suspicion now is so we've got all these all these young people who are who are mobilized by Ber- jeremy corbyn mm-hmm. folks was it your first time voting no it wasn't you voted before i voted before lovely so all the a lot of people who are mobilized by jeremy corbyn voting taking part in the political process now that jeremy corbyn's leaving yeah do you i mean are you still i mean post-election do you still think you're gonna get involved in politics are you still interested or are you kind of like meh i'm done i think there will be a time where i would want to understand again like <laughs> i'm sure it'll come around you think that but time. like um but i do i see your i see your tweets like where you're like oh jeremy corbyn is not a great leader and so many people have actually said this as well so i'm thinking that's good then at least if he's not a good leader let someone else come yeah in and take his place so that they so labor can maybe win one day again um <laughs> maybe one day i mean it's it, it's got to that stage where you know i look at the the kind of labor leadership line you've got Keir Starmer, you've got jess phillips you've got angela rayner you've got all these all these kind of people who mm-hmm. do you know any of their names no i don't No, and that's that's nice an name, issue but... in and of itself whereas you know um do you know jacob rees mogg no no do you know um yeah mike do you, do you i, I know, don't read do you know diane abbott oh yeah i know diane abbott but the only reason why i know her yeah. is because of she drank what's it like an mns um alcoholic drink on the train <laughs> I don't remember and then that. yeah she drank something on the train yeah, that's probably, I no, that's probably was that one of her greatest hits i could be so wrong right now but, but you know, I think it was it's her. not a popularity contest of course but what you've got with a lot of these new kind of leaders who are who, who want who, who want to, to to win labor leadership is none of them are interested Mm. No, the front runner. I mean, it changes every day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it based on the polar polls average. It's probably Keir Starmer, but I mean, he was a really good lawyer. He's won a lot of cases. As Sir Sir Keir Starmer, he's been knighted. He's got knighthood, but he's just not interested. And in terms of that galvanizing character that can go up against someone like. 
Boris Johnson. Right. Just there's just no one there. So I'm really, really worried about the <laughs> like Labour's future because you actually need a credible opposition. You right. need somebody to stand up against uh, Jeremy uh, Boris Johnson, who has a massive thumping majority. Right. That means he has way more MPs than. Um, <clears throat> Then Labour, and as such, can pretty much advance any policy he wants. And okay. you know, he's talking about moving the House of Lords to, to York, York I've heard that. which is hilarious. Now I have you know a couple of friends in the House of Lords. So I messaged them on WhatsApp, and I was like, "You, you ready to move to the North?" <laughs> and so they were like, "Ha ha 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 ha! That would never happen." Um, some of them ignored me, which rightly so, um, <laughs> <laughs> because the thought of like them driving to the North from London, the ones who are London-based, was like, "No, really I, I'm, I'm going to Skype in. No, I'm just not going to make it in at all." Of course, they must make it in to claim to claim their daily three hundred and fifty pounds or so. Wow! But um, <laughs> okay. That'd be nice. <laughs> little dig, little <laughs> dig. But um, it's really interesting speaking to you because um, all the all the disillusionment you speak of is why we started. Okay. Um, I really care about folks who feel like, oh, I don't know what's going on because you shouldn't feel like that. Not in the twenty first century. Not in twenty twenty. So on TCS Network UK, we are literally from this week. We're writing lots of articles, just breaking down the political process, mm-hmm. breaking down how voting works, how bills are made, how Parliament functions, what the House of Lords is. Just breaking all these things. So if you ever want to just find out what's going on, you have an entry point. Um, and that starts in this week. Um, we got, we, I think the plan is to put out quite a few YouTube videos uh, with something, we're starting a new series, most likely will be in February, called uh, uh, the Expert Series, where we bring in professors and oh, kind cool. of like, knowledgeable folks to come in and break stuff down in a minute, in two minutes, and three minutes, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, again, to try and get people into the process so they, can, they feel like they can contribute. And of course, on a weekly basis, you've got all these different journalists who are actually just giving their thoughts on what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you can actually just go online. Like you can literally log on, um, listen to this podcast, for instance, and just feel like you can get involved because I, I, I hate that. I hate the fact that, you know, we all have the vote. We all have a say. Um, we're not in like Syria or something. We're not, yeah. we're, we're not in a place where you, could, you couldn't say anything because yeah. you're just going to... So why wouldn't we use our voice, especially to advance things we care about? Exactly. Because I imagine you have particular things that you're super passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, do you want to share some of those things? My passions. Yeah, your passions. <laughs> Ooh. Um, oh, well, you're going to have to make me think. Now I sound like a liar. Um, you know, want to save the planet. <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm passionate. I guess, I don't know, come on. I'm passionate about people. I, I want people to realise their potential. Um, yeah, that's literally it. That's like, I don't want to go, like, I don't want to ramble too much. But, yeah, I, would, I really, really am passionate about people seeing how far they could push themselves if they just apply themselves. Very good. Um, And just bring that out of people. So, encouragement is my thing. I'm always encouraging people, lifting up people, telling them they got this. Um, but then also, if... I don't want to be like one of them people that just chats bare um, with with no, nothing, nothing of, what's what's the word? Substance. Substance behind it. Um, so if they're not doing great and they're just, I don't know, lacking, I'm going to tell them. But obviously yeah. with good reason if, if I'm close to them. That's so good. That yeah. that's 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 something. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. We need a lot of inspiration, mm-hmm. um, especially with the current government. 
<laughs> I'm joking. I give it both ways, you know. I I, I just think, I, yeah. I just missed the days, you know. I came across a, tw- a, a video on YouTube the other, on, on Twitter, with uh with Gordon Brown, who if you know me, you know he, uh, he's a hero of mine, and I have right wing heroes as well, folks. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I go both ways. Get you a man that can do both, and, and and on Twitter he was listing all of New Labour's accomplishments, and I actually got emotional. I am the. You know, sh- shall I say what gets me emotional, folks? Go ahead. <laughs> it's so sad, but I get emotional at like you know political um, kind of montage uh, with like music in the back. Oh my days! I with, love them with the like, violins. I, I just love them. So when I see like, when I hear like like and then the song's like, I grew up in the north, and I've always believed in helping people. I'm like yes. And then you, just, you'll see it. you'll see it. one tear dropping down from the so side soppy. of your face. And odd, oddly enough, another thing that made me cry. No, it didn't make me cry, cry. but it got me kind of, kind of uh, emotional. Was when, as you know, the editor in chief uh, of the Financial Times um, retired. I think um, earlier last week or earlier this, this week, just gone by, and he uh, was given a speech in the kind of in the kind of newsroom. Um, on the news floor and everyone was kind of like you know clapping for him and then they started banging the table mm-hmm. and it was so emotional so yeah that oh. was really lovely but yeah it was lovely speaking to you you too really, Mike really enjoyed our chat and I look forward to speaking um, to you later I guess so you, you've got lectures now no? I have like literally in like what 10 minutes like a proper student <laughs> I know <laughs> I attend them guys <laughs> well until next week folks that's it speak to you later bye